Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Welcome back, adventurers. It is time again for the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here, as usual, with my awesome co-host, the Lotus of Doom. Welcome back, Lotus. How are you doing, buddy? I am good. I am good. Very excited to be back. I was sad that I missed the Patreon episode last week, but I feel like that's hand in hand with some of the holiday stuff. But uh, yeah, good. I'm glad to be back again. Yeah, it happens. It happens. We had a great time without you. Unfortunately, you weren't there, but you know, we still I had a good time. did get to listen though, which was neat getting to hear everybody since I had no idea what I would be listening to at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey. <laughs> You still get to listen, so that's fun. Exactly. Well, we are continuing our conversations about Skyrim, and now that we've kind of covered the, you know, the main quests and some, you know, looking back about our enjoyment of the game, we're digging into some of the characters of Skyrim, and specifically the characters that uh, Lotus and I think that you should be spending some more time with to get to know, because, man, it's been 10 years since the game came out, and had we been doing this show right after the game came out, then these would have been the characters that we would have been spending a lot more time with back in the day. But that didn't happen because we I wasn't doing the show 10 years ago. Lotus wasn't right. doing the show 10 years ago, right? But man, Lotus, we've been diving back into this game like it it's brand new again. I mean, we were talking in the pre-show about how much we've been loving the game and just kind of getting lost in it. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy to think about how much I've gotten back into Skyrim uh, with Anniversary Edition. I expected to kind of have fun with it. I was excited for it. I usually play it each year around this time of the year because I always joke that like Skyrim is basically just modified New England, um, which is, you know, where I live anyway. So I'm like, oh, mm. I look outside and it's like it. I'm either in the rift or I'm in Windhelm. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. Um and, you know, so, so I'm used to playing it around this time of the year, just cause it's, it's like a fun, cozy, you know, game that I, I like to go back to, but it's weird because going back to it this time, I don't mod things as, you know, I'm kind of like an achievement hunter. They tend to overlap. I just, I play the games kind of as is, and I've never really run out of stuff to do, but going back into Skyrim anniversary edition, it's been sort of blowing my mind. All the little touches they've added to the game that aren't necessarily full overhauls or anything like that. We'll get into one specifically to who we're talking about this evening, but like, yeah. it's been fascinating that I'm just like, wait, could I do that before? And it's, I've actually referenced a couple times, like online, I'll check like the UESP or something. I was like, is that real? Like, I, am I just forgetting this? And it's like, nope, mm -hmm. that's a totally new thing. Okay. That's awesome. So I've really been having a ball with it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is funny because you haven't been modding. I've been modding the, the heck out of my game. <laughs> uh, people have been coming by my streams uh, every day uh, on my YouTube channel. And every day I'm adding in new mods and I've spent the last two weeks 
figuring out all the mods that work in Anniversary Edition, because so many of them bro are broken because of script extender not working with sure. some of the mods, which still need to be updated. And then the new patch came out and that, that broke everything else again. So I've been doing videos about this. I just this morning put out a video where which is called basically I turned Skyrim into a next generation game, even though Anniversary Edition came out and supposedly broke all the mods. Um, right. Because what I what I've done is I figured out something like 40 some mods that actually still work in the game and mm -hmm. so um and i know you haven't checked out the video yet but it looks amazing like there That's are right. so many mods that still work and can make the game look like beautiful in fact um somebody came by my stream yesterday and they popped in and didn't realize what i was playing yet and they were like oh you're playing fallout 76 and because they saw the the, the plants and the the scenery and they amazing. didn't notice what i was playing and i was like well, no, this is Skyrim. And they were like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it looks like a modern game because of all the mods. And it was just kind of blew their mind. That's um, incredible. I know. I know. So I've been having so much fun bringing the game up to like modern visual standards and like audio standards and all these other things while still enjoying all the anniversary edition content and, and playing it in this really fun kind of uh, role play extreme role play is what we're calling it kind of way. So yeah, it's it's man We've been having so much fun with it and So what I want to do with the show to get kind of bring it back around is to talk about some of the characters in the game that um, I, I think and you think and this is a character that you brought up I had some in mind too and, and we were talking yep. and you're like Well, what about some of these characters and you brought this guy up and I was like Oh, this would be a really cool character to bring up and you said uh, that you had recently played through his quest lines and the character I did <laughs> is Cal uh, Selmo and uh, Let's let's introduce the character and we're gonna get into a little bit of depth into the character now There's only so much information about Cal Selmo, but we will dissect what we do know and then we'll get into sure. the importance of the character and why this character is so interesting from a lore standpoint from what we do know and what what is uh, brought to bear in the game and then what we know from you know outside the game and the greater importance in the lore so calselmo yeah. is the, he's a scholar you meet him in markarth he's an altmer and he's a conjurer and he's very well known in the world of skyrim um he's dedicated himself specifically to researching the dwemer this is kind of his life's work and he's a quest giver. He's a character that's very important uh, for a number of different reasons. He's somebody that you can actually sell almost anything to. Um, so he can be used in that regard as well. Yep. He, he has a character that you can also meet. Um, his nephew, Aikantar. Aikantar? A-I-C-A-N-T-A-R. I don't remember exactly the pronunciation. Sounds good. Aikantar. Um, and has been studying the Dwemer ruins beneath Markarth. Or Markarth. I'm messing up all the words, even the ones I know how to pronounce. Um, <laughs> even the ones that aren't complicated. <laughs> even the ones that aren't complicated. This is what happens when you read too many of these words. Um, so he's this is his big contribution to the world. And he is the author of a number of different books. So any of the books that you come across simply labeled dwarves, he's the author of those books. And so much of the lore that we reference when we're talking about Dwemer and we're referencing in on this show in uh, other conversations come from the research that this character has done at the time of, you know, this era in Skyrim in this game. And a lot of that comes from the book, the book Dwarves. And 
there's I think that this is very interesting because he's digging into the depths of Markarth and studying these dwarves. I I just love that this is a character that you meet who is actively engaging in archaeology. Yes. And it's I mean, the fact that, again, Markarth being the Dwemer City, as we've mentioned before, um, that, you know, it's in the ruins of a Dwemer City. What better place to have him camped up when you actually find him? And um the thing that I, I love, because you mentioned the book, um, that, you know, uh, um, Dwarves, and he's actually got uh, are there three volumes. I believe there's three. There's three I volumes. That, yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. there's three. I stole them all. So I'm just trying to remember how many I yeah, stole. Three, three um, volumes. But, but yep. Yes. On, on the, yeah, <laughs> you didn't even pay for them, man. You, he did all this work. He should at least pay for the books. <laughs> yeah. So like, so when you end up going, you know, into his, uh, I don't know, not his, his, smarty tower because that's where he's just doing all his work uh Mm -hmm. and everything like that you go through his museum and everything like that during a quest but when you're up there there's actually a bunch of books which again is problematic when you're a klepto and steal literally everything like i do um but there's a there's a lot of different uh based things you can get just out of that room and i i tend to like to complete book collections so like it's really neat that uh when you're looking for Dwemer stuff, if you go to his little mage's tower thing um, on the other side of the museum, you can pretty much scoop up all of the works of that he's got on Dwemer. They're all there on one of his bookshelves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he has he has all of those books. And then he also has a number of texts that he's translated from Falmer. And so his studies don't just go back to trying to understand who the Dwemer were, but their connection to the Falmer, the Snow Elves, and the events that happened at Red Mountain. And the basically, he's trying to piece together what, like, the questions that we have. Like, what happened to the dwarves? What information remains from the first era? And when you read through these books, it's, it's very much piecing together information from eras ago and trying to understand what's going on. And and this is what I find just so interesting about this as a character is that he's doing archaeology the same way we do today. And he has these questions like how much information is lost underneath the ash from the Red Mountain is right. one of one of the phrases that he uses in in his writings and in some of the like notes that he's making in the books himself, like almost just kind of musings to himself as this uh, almost like a. Like from a personal standpoint, you can tell that he's very invested in the information. He just is longing for this information. He's very personally involved in it. And yeah, I, I it, like it that. actually kind of sort of comes across as obsessive when you hear him talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's just it. His character. I like his character. He's kind of amusing beyond the fact that he is just a super useful. You had mentioned um, that he's a merchant and will buy most any of your garbage, which is handy because you don't necessarily need the same degree of perks in speechcraft to sell to him he buys like a a decent variety of stuff anyways but one really again this is less lore more uh gameplay wise one useful thing other than talking to him because you chatted up with him he's got a lot of dialogue that you can get into with him Mm -hmm. one of the things that i like about Kelselmo is his inventory is like a lot of Dwemer junk just because surprise, surprise, that's what he's mining. That's what he's researching. He's got these two little stands and he's usually actually working at an enchanting station or an alchemy station. I believe it is when you, when you 
find him if he if he's working like if he's asleep you know obviously not <laughs> he's but, not working yeah um <laughs> me too and usually when i'm sleeping i'm not working or at least i'm, yeah, try, I'm not, trying not, not you, to work although i don't know man i question if you sleep <laughs> you <laughs> have a lot of podcasts <laughs> sometimes when i wake up i've definitely have been working while i'm sleeping in my head that is <laughs> that is true <laughs> um but one thing that's super useful about him and he's actually a really good way to boost speechcraft because um speech is mainly based in skyrim on your bartering so like buying and selling stuff and it seems like it's it's mostly i mean there's other ways to do it but like it's mostly calculated on the amount of gold in the exchange Kelselmo mm-hmm. has a decent amount of gold base and he sells high priced items so if you have some gold you can buy his full grand soul gems and unload useless trash that weighs a lot on him like ebony swords and garbage like that and he's a good way of kind of flip-flopping inventory to drop weight to gain gold off him and it actually bumps up your speechcraft a lot he's actually one of my favorite vendors that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, he's he's a really good person to go to to, to sell things. Yep. Um, the other thing that I really like about him is that he actually keeps a museum. He's he does one of only what two museums in the game. Yes, and his museum is a little strange. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there to Emma related, obviously. But I remember having like a huge problem when I first went in there because we can get into the major quest that relates to him a little after uh, involving the involving the mages guild but you can't just walk wherever you want in there and at first it's locked um but you can you can chat it up with him and actually I, I, the, the easiest way i've always found to get the key to go into the museum mm-hmm. is to just like butter him up uh he's apparently a sucker for praise uh which usually works pretty well you can just be like oh you wouldn't want to deny me knowledge which he's always like oh my god no that'd be terrible like of course not what a horrible thing to do (laughs) so he gives you the key to get in but um it's not just free real estate you can't just walk around wherever you want because there's parts of it that are off limits for his special um research areas and stuff like that and he has his own personal guard in there protecting some of the areas which the first time I went in there, I did not expect that. I thought I was allowed to just walk wherever I wanted. Mm-hmm. And it turned into a bloodbath, which I was like, oh boy, this 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 went south real quick. So <laughs> Yeah. So um so you do you want to talk about the Mages Guild quest? We can, yeah. Do we want to go into the Mages Guild quest? Because that's the biggest tie-in with Kelselmo is um, there is... Oh, shoot. I probably should have looked up the person who asks you to go there. Um, any chance you can yeah, double-check? I, I don't have it up in front of me right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't either. Oh, God. I dark mode desperately needed Google. Um, <laughs> thanks, Google. Yeah, thanks, oh, Google. Um, it's okay. But you're given a quest in the mages guild to go uh get some documents from him which again you go all the way to mark Arth. The, the college of winterhold is not the extreme opposite of the map but they're pretty much as far away they're pretty almost far. as far away from each other as physically possible right um but he's interested in, procure, in procuring this and it's mentioned that you know you do you do what you got to do i'm not going to give you directions i don't want to know how you get it uh i just want this Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's 
going over to the area, you can get into the Twemery Museum, you get through the museum and you need to get into that private quarters that I was telling you about, which gets a little dicey. Um, but one of the things that I find very interesting and it breadcrumbs you for this quest. And I did not get it the first time, which is really interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, maybe it's a unique thing to me. I'm curious if other people have had the same trouble with this quest, but there is a mechanic you literally only use, at least as far as I remember on this one quest. And they, they give you plenty of a heads up on it, but basically it's not a book itself. He's got it etched into a stone. So to get the information, you take a piece of parchment and you press it against the, the stone and you take a piece of charcoal and you do a charcoal rubbing. And that's how you get the, right. get his notes. Right. Right. That blew my mind originally because there, the room has parchments everywhere and charcoal everywhere. So it's kind of like a, come on, get it. Like, see what we're doing type of deal. But I remember originally it was not clicking with me. I was like, damn it. I can't get this thing. Like, <laughs> where's this book? I, it's got to be around here somewhere. So it's interesting just that that like mechanic was introduced kind of just for this one quest of getting his information, so to speak. Um, but yeah, you, you, you hijack his, uh, information from there along the way there's also a unique staff which is kind of interesting in the dwemer museum where there's a um i don't know decommissioned i guess would be the best way there's a decommissioned dwemer spider and there's a staff control rod and you can actually take the control rod and you can control the dwemer spider which is kind of, again kind of neat because it's like oh this is this is different it's like a summon but you have the ability to control it. Only problem with the poor little guy, he he's very, very flaky. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he never usually makes it out of the first room. I accidentally light a fire on the oil on the floor, <laughs> and that's the end of the poor little thing. But he does his best. And then you can sell the staff once he's broken. Hey, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I remember all of that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Good yeah. Stuff. And then, obviously, you just return back, um, you know, to, to the mage's college with the information the, the guy you know, gives you your reward for getting him the information even mentions the fact that he's like, Oh, rubbings. I was expecting like actual parchments. It's like, Nope, I was too originally. Like there's, there's several leading things. That's kind of interesting that it's almost like that was a unique idea for that one quest that they sort of almost needed to point out several times. They're like, yeah, yeah, we know this is different. Like acknowledge that this is different. Like, mm -hmm. uh, but I, but I like it. I actually almost wish there was more to it. Like do, doing the like rubbings and having uses, to some of the inane items around the world, which they've yeah. gotten better at doing later down the line. Fallout, I really like how they've made it so that garbage, you can break it down into components and then make stuff with the components. I'm very hopeful that they do something along those lines more with the next Elder Scrolls because you could do some with this one and then more with Fallout and hopefully even more again with the, the, the next Elder Scrolls. Right. Yeah, it would make sense that you would just kind of make use of things as they would logically make use of them in the world. You know, like smart people make use of things in smart ways when the need arises. Yeah, because they're just they're just there and available because they're, right, they're just, right. just the things that litter the world around you. You know, how many times have you reached for something when you didn't have something else that just kind of met the need because it was there? Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, 
Yeah, he's an interesting character because he is a little bit more nuanced than you would expect. Um, and there are some other there are some other things. Now, you mentioned the um, you mentioned a, a Dwemer uh, creator, a critter creature. Uh, do you want to talk <laughs> about the other a good word for yeah, the other Dwemer creature that uh, yeah. is new to the game? Um, so one of my favorite additions, which I have the photo up on, on my Twitter, um, it, I don't know exactly. People have actually commented on my Twitter that like it, it was a, an I, I, I think it was like a previous, like mod that now is obviously officially sanctioned because again, I, it just came with AE. So I love that they've been integrating all of this, um, hanging out with Kelselmo while he's doing his research out front. Uh, he has this mud crab and it is just decked out in Dwemer armor. And <laughs> it's, it's really funny just because I didn't expect it. Like, cause that has never been anything that's been in my game. And I was like, Hey, he's got a little pet and it's, it's just like, you know, Dwemer armored mud crab. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's great. So I'm like poking at him and he doesn't actually like to be poked because he'll skitter around in wait, the wait, area. Wait. What do you mean? Poke? Like, you, like you can, you e know, how you try to like interact like, with stuff. Interact yeah, button? I wasn't slashing him. I wasn't killing him. You were just like I was punching seeing him. If I could like interact with him yeah. uh, on mine, it would be the X button. I don't know what it sure. is on keyboard, it's, it's but e on yeah. keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm like poking at him to see if he'll do anything. And he squirms away from you. Like he just chitters around in a little circle and he'll actually burrow into the ground. So all you can see is the top of his little like mud crab armored helmet. Oh. And he just hides. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was honestly, I was needlessly amused for an irresponsible amount of time with his new pet mud crab. So that was one of my favorite additions. That's just a little bit of flavor text. And for anybody that plays ESO, he basically was just gifted a non-combat pet, which I'm a big fan. Of. That's amazing. Does he have a name? Uh, I think I feel like he was just called Cal like Dwemer Armored Mud Crab or something. Calcemo's like Mud Crab. Let's see if yeah, it comes up. Yeah. Does he have an? This is not I don't think he had I've a specific name. My pet Mud Crab. Um, buy a mud. Oh, you can buy a Mud Crab from Calcemo. Oh, you can even buy one. Dwarven. Once you've installed the Dwarven Armored Mud Crab creation, you will receive this quest and a notice of sale, which directs you to talk to Calselmo. No way! How yeah. did I, oh, I didn't try to buy one off. Oh, man, this I know even, what I'm doing. This is even another thing. This is another whole step to this. Um, travel to Understone Keep in Markarth and meet Calselmo in the ruins section of the keep. From him, you'll be able to purchase the ownership deed. Once you've done so, you'll find the Dwarven Armored Mud Crab beside the Arcane Enchanter. You'll also receive a spell tome that teaches you a spell to teleport the Mud Crab to you. The Mud Crab serves as an animal follower with the added ability to carry items and allow you to send it to specific locations. Hooray! He can carry my burdens. He can carry your burdens. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I have a new pet that I need to get. That's amazing that's I, amazing oh, that's so cool yep um also we'd be remiss without uh we had mentioned his tie into the mages guild um which is funny because i always considered that to be his main tie-in mm -hmm. but one thing that would be remiss in saying which it is kind of a major thing if you're big into the thieves guild uh delvin buys a lot of exotic goods and they're like specialty items mm -hmm. and they have a pretty big payout. And that's another one that, um, you can get a Dwemer puzzle cube. I think it is, uh, 
Okay. Yeah. Dwemer puzzle cube. Okay. That is what it's called. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it, that, that is the thing. So while you're in the museum, you can uh, also, you can, during this quest is how I always did this. So that's why I kind of always considered it a secondary as opposed to like it being its own thing, but you can get a Dwemer, Dwemer puzzle cube, which if you return to Delvin in um, the thieves guild, you can sell it to him because he's got a buyer who's been looking for that item. Um, uh, and that's another tie in to Kelselmo himself. Cause obviously one of puzzle cubes. So huh. yeah. Huh. Rob the princess says it's the thieves guild quest, not the mages guild that has the rubbing. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, did I have a bad? Oh, maybe that's what I'm, maybe that's why. I, who is it in the mages guild that you talk about? Oh, is that, did I have it backwards? All right. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time since I've played through that I did portion it, but of the I, game. My problem is I do so many things at once. And then they all get mushed together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. So I had that backwards. It's actually got it. Got it. Thanks, oh, Rob. it's deciphering Gallus's journal is what I was thinking of for the Mages Guild. Sorry about that. So yes, mm. it, it, it is a, yeah. So my mistake, it's, it's the Thieves Guild, not the Mages Guild. Wrong Guild. Wrong Guild. Close. You're Rob close. Guild. You're close. This happens. This happens to me all the time too. When I'm like, oh yeah, then this thing. And then sometimes when preparing for shows, you you don't always think about all the things you want to talk about. And then you get to the show yes. and you're like, oh yeah, there's this this thing too. And then you want to talk about it. And but you were El Timtor thinking about uh, it ahead confirms of time. in chat. It's it's Enthier from the college Enther, who, who's yeah. actually giving you the quest that I was thinking of. That's why. Ah, uh, I got you. So he's in the, so it's a weird tie-in that was not actually the Mages Guild. The dude is in the Mages Guild getting it for the Thieves Guild. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what else? Well, there you go. What else I think is cool about about Calselmo uh, is that he works as the court mage for the Jarl of Markarth. That's his actual job is the court mage, but he spends all of his time doing all of the other things that he would rather be doing than being the court mage, which is hilarious to me because most of the other court mages you actually meet in the Jarl's like, like big old Jarl building, whatever that's called. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's not a Jarl's, I mean, I'm just going to call it Jarl Hall. Jarl. Uh, yeah, I mean, essentially, because they're all a little different, because it's yeah, not like a Jarl's Jarl. longhouse, but like... But whatever the big main building is, like, the, yeah, that's usually, they, they have, like, a room there or something, like, so many of them yeah. have, like, like, their accommodations are usually very close to where the Jarl is. But in Markarth, you don't find him there. He's off in his, like, museum doing his research and, like, clearly has other agendas other than just like, you know, hanging out next to the R all day. So I think that's also interesting about him. Um, and with a lot of these characters, because they are active characters in the game, when things occur, then they respond, you know, like if they're in danger, they'll fight back. If they, you know, <laughs> need to use spells or whatever, they have spells that they can use. Yep. Um, and Calselmo is just like these other characters. He he has primary skills, which are conjuration, restoration, and then alteration and destruction magic. He's a mage and he knows specific uh, spells that he can cast. So from Conjuration's school of magic, he can cast um, Conjure Flame Atronach, uh, Raise Zombie, Reanimate Corpse. And then from Destruction, he knows Chain Lightning, Fireball, Firebolt, lightning bolt incinerate and thunderbolt and then from restoration he can close wounds fast healing and steadfast ward these are these are the spells that he uses most of the time and then from alteration he'll use oak flesh and stone flesh so you'll see him cast those right before he goes into battle mm -hmm. um 
and then he also has a specific amount of health and uh, money and things like that that he keeps on him as well. So he does he does act like a real character, which is which is pretty cool. Um, now, there are some other things that I want to talk to uh, or talk to you guys about with this character, but we have to go thank our patrons first. So let's do that. And then we're going to talk about, um, you know, the fact that he's a little bit more three dimensional than just this nerdy dude. He actually has a love interest, which I think is also really cool. So we'll Hilarious. be back in just a minute. The skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire and every one a sign. Do you love the Mass Effect series? And are you looking to learn even more about Mass Effect? The things that you didn't even know that you didn't know? Well, this is your host, Tom, or Robots, and me and my co-host, N7Legend, do a show called the Mass Effect Lorecast. It is available on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this right now. We also do it live on twitch.tv slash robotsradio, 1030 Eastern, 730 Pacific on Sunday nights. So go look it up right now, the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to have you join us. All right, so this is the part of the show where I get to thank our patrons, all 54 of you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and thank you especially to our Daedric Princes, Mr. Gummy Boy and Noodle El Dente. Thank you so much for supporting the show as our Tier 5 patrons, and everybody else who takes the time and the money to support us. Thank you so very much. A big reminder, if you are somebody who is a Tier 4 or Tier 3 for stickers, Tier 4 for shirts, patron and you have not updated your shipping address or tier four or higher your shirt size then make sure you go in there and update it because for some of you guys it's going to be saying like hey your shirts are shipped out for other people it's going to say you're not getting a shirt and if you're not getting a shirt it's because you didn't tell them where to ship it or what size you are (laughs) so i would hate for you to miss out on getting your shirt that you paid for because you supported the patreon so please log back into patreon make sure that you are setting up your information and if you are interested in helping to support the show we would absolutely love your support you guys are what help us to do this every week and you really do make a difference so please check out the patreon patreon.com slash elder scrolls lorecast and if we've done anything to help you get through your work day help you get through your workout your drive to work or your figuring out how to get through your vacation plans and not go crazy because it's that time of year, then, you know, maybe check out the different tiers and see if there's something in there that might help you get through your vacation plans without going crazy. Um, But yeah, thank you to everybody who takes the time and the money to help support us. And even those of you who take the time to leave us ratings and reviews on Apple podcasts, that is also very, very helpful. Or even just telling your friends about the show. We appreciate that as well. One thing, since I don't usually, you know, this is, this is a little more your segment, but one thing that I did want to specifically shout out just because it's been all over social media uh, as of late, um, Huge shout out to everybody who's been posting that where they're most listened to podcasts in the Spotify year end wrap ups and the Apple recaps and all these things. Uh, that's that's incredibly nice of all of you to be posting all that stuff. And I'm not going to lie. It's a little mind blowing just from this side of the mic, just seeing so many people kind of shouting out that like, Oh, you know, we listen to you a lot and uh, you know, we, we know we have listeners and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm glad that everyone has fun with the show for whatever reasons. And some of the stories and stuff like that, that's actually been sent uh, just like 
relating to different things. It's like, you know, it helps me through my work shift. It helped me through this tough time. It gave me something to listen to. That's, that's really awesome to see. So, you know, I, I, that's just from my personal side of things. That's, that's been kind of humbling to see so much of on social media recently, actually with that whole, I don't know, listen to campaign thing that's been going. It's weird to actually be on the list of that for so many people. It is. It is really nice. It's it. Yeah. It, it, when people take the time to share those, it really is nice of you guys to do that. Um, and so many times you guys will, and I, I don't note it all the time publicly, but oftentimes, um, you'll take the time to just send us a note, an email yeah. or just a, a DM, or you'll pop into the discord or, or whatever. And, um, some of you guys are so nice with just these little personal notes of just like, yeah. Hey, I, you know, you helped me get through a week at the hospital or, right. Um, you know, I had a really rough time with something in my life, but because I could listen to your podcast, it helped me get through it. You know, like those kinds of things, like you never know when you put something out into the world that it's going to make a difference like that in somebody's life. And, you know, although these things are hobbies, they, sometimes it's really all you need to take your mind off something and think about something a little bit more positive that can help you get through things. And it really does, um, make this really feel worth it. So thank you. Thank it, you for sharing that really stuff does. back with us. It's, it's, it's hard a lot of times for me to actually fully wrap my head around it. When somebody like sends messages like that, it's just like, Oh, okay. I'm used I, so often. I'm used to hearing like, Oh, the internet's such a mess. It's like, I don't know. My portion of the internet doesn't seem like a mess. It's actually yeah, yeah. pretty great. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we get, and we get we so make... many people on our discord saying things like, I'm so glad I found this community. You right. guys are awesome. You're so positive. So, and that's, I mean, that's a huge thing. And that's you guys. That's like, yeah, that's the community being awesome together. Like that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just to wrap this segment up, I mean, uh, we're kind of patting ourselves in the back, but I, I, yeah, I, I, I want to say this to pat <laughs> you guys on the back because, um, as a thank you to you, there are days where I'm having a rough day and I will get a message and like, I'll get my, my phone will buzz and I'm just like, Oh man, what is it this time? You know, I just, you know, you know, that time where you just come to a rough day and you're like, Oh God, I hope this is something else. And instead of it being that thing that you're dreading, it's somebody sending a message saying how thankful they are for the thing that you do. And sometimes that just completely turns my day around. And yep. I, you know, th- thank you for that. Like, yeah, I was going to say thank you all as well. Like it's, it's definitely a two way street of you, you make this fun for us to keep going with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you make it worth it. So thank you very, very much. All right. Well, let's get back to the show. We've got more Cal Somo and his love interest to talk about. So here we go. Yes, yes, you're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah, 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 blah. All right. So Calselmo, I think, probably has a lot in common with uh, some of us. The yeah, fact speaking that speaking of sappy bits, <laughs> sappy bits, <laughs> sappy bits and absolutely loving uh, studying something, learning about things, digging into stuff. Um, he, I, I kind of feel like he should be the patron, patron saint of us, uh, lore nerds because <laughs> he's, he loves digging into the lore, but he also, he's got a heart and this is one of the things that I really like about him as a character. Um, so there's a quest line here where he is seeking some help with a love interest and he has fallen in love with a red guard woman, but like so many of us nerds 
he doesn't always have the right words or the right social uh, intelligence to understand how to even approach the situation. He's real clumsy. <laughs> he's, he's a clumsy dude because he spends so much of his time digging in the earth and looking at these Dwemer parts and all these mechanical things that he doesn't understand how human beings work. <laughs> So he, he said we need some help. And so you go on this quest where you end up uh, helping him with words, which are actually a poem. And um, uh, here, let's read the poem, because I think this poem is is particularly good. Oh, it's gold. The way that this poem works. So we're going to we're going to quote this. This is called Love Poem by Ingvar the Singer. Um, and this is what he uses to talk to the to the woman and the woman's name here. Let me pull this up. The woman's name that he's trying to woo is Feline. And she's she's this attractive, uh, athletic red guard woman. And he is a nerdy Altmer. <laughs> and he's got a thing for her. And he just doesn't know how to talk to her. So he uses this poem. And here it goes. My lover's heart is numbing stone. Already, he's talking about stone because he's Nailed digging in the earth. right out the gate. Yeah, <laughs> that hides in ice beneath our sight. So some decry, it is not there, while others whisper, yet it might. <laughs> Though stone is born from fevered ash, once formed it yields no whiff of heat. So too her heart betrays no love, nor comfort those embracing it. As mountains grow and yearn for sky, then climbers conquering ascend. With chisel, rope, with axe and pick, they force the rock to yield to them. One peak stands proud amidst the range, invincible and scaled by none. Those men who try wash down her slopes, their eye-borne streams obliquely run. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. <laughs> their eyeborn streams obliquely run. Okay. What, what do you mean? You know, you don't. I need to compose is, myself. This is top shelf poetry. I'm, com top shelf. I'm composing myself. Obliquely run. This is this is good stuff. <clears throat> For brash assaults could never pierce those guarded depths that lay apart, but patient water gently shapes a furtive channel to the heart. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> My love is delving water. Ice that cracks with cycles of the sun, a lapping, yearning, whispering or whispered plea will mark the time till I rush in. For I have dwelt among the rocks, my city carved from rugged stone. So in that burrow I will creep and warm the soul which makes my home. That's beautiful. It's, it is beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. Be beautiful. Yes. And um, we need, you know, what we should have. Plan for this in advance. Do you, do you have uh, clapping on on command? Do you have oh, one of your, uh, your clap buttons? Mm, I, I can try one. You want to just see what happens if yeah, I hit a I button? Yeah, I mean, what, whatever that response is. All right, let's see. What's this fun. one? Woohoo! Close All enough. Right, that was good. Close enough. Perfect. <laughs> Woohoo! All right. So, uh, good work. Yeah, Kelsoma. yeah. This whole quest line ends with Kelsemo going, Feline, I, and then she goes, Shh, it's all right. You don't need to say anymore. I had no idea you were so nuanced. <laughs> and he says, I love you. And she says, so I hear. Come here, you. <laughs> the best answer to <laughs> I love you is so I hear. <laughs> yeah, it's almost a, it's almost a, um, 
the Star Wars reference. It's almost uh, like, I know. I know. Right. I feel that So I Hear is even more insulting. <laughs> so I Hear. Yeah, but I then she that. follows up with Come Here, You, which is kind of, it kind of makes up for it. <laughs> oh, man. I love this uh, guy. Yeah, that is, oh, man, that is, that is quality right there. And that, there you go. That's Kalsilmo's sensitive side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the villain behind glasses in chat says, can we please take a moment to acknowledge the amount of thinly veiled adult oh. jokes slash settings? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Something very prominent throughout the series in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these books are priceless. They are really the amount of effort into things that so many people out of the like 40 million people who play this game, if even 1% of people read some of these books, it'd be amazing. Yet there's so much detail put into so many of them. It's, it's mesmerizing that there's that much attention to detail. And it's like, no wonder these games take forever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the there's a few other little things that are interesting about him. Um, obviously, he's a master of the Falmer language, which is really cool. Yeah. Being that by the time you meet him, you've probably dealt with the Falmer a lot and they seem like these aggressive, creepy enemies. And yet he sees them as a an interesting race that is to be understood, that have right. a language to be deciphered and yet you've seen them as more of this like tribal underground race that is just yeah disturbing and difficult to deal with like that's interesting i think that's really cool yeah absolutely especially because um you know breaking the fourth wall or i suppose theoretically you could do it uh in game if you if you research it as well but just knowing the background of the falmar um and and where they come from and yeah okay they they weren't great originally as pretty much every culture is riddled with problems and pros uh sure. in in the series nobody's just like this beacon of light um but their whole race and culture became intertwined you know with the dwemer and as a as an entire race they became so just tragic in the end so even though they're so aggressive in game and stuff like that knowing their background just even if it's still like okay well yeah i'm I'm not going to give them a hug but at the same time it gives so much more context to it and the fact that there there is more than just this aggressive blind creature trying to bash your head in so like it's it's interesting that he seems like one of the few people in skyrim that actually recognizes that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and um there's some other little details here. Uh, he's so one of the things you notice, especially in Skyrim, but very much so in Oblivion, is that so many of the voice actors are the same for multiple characters. Like once you start really paying attention, you start going, oh, yeah, wait a minute. That's the same voice. <laughs> yeah. that, uh, in some ways, they're just the same exact voice. It's the, not even the same yes. voice actor doing a different it's voice. Just the same. But yeah, it's not as bad as Oblivion, though. Not as bad as Oblivion. <laughs> where the same person talks to the same person more than once. <laughs> yeah, where it's almost and it's almost exactly <laughs> the same voice talking to the same voice. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. Um, yeah, sometimes it's the same voice actor doing different voices. Sure, which absolutely a very talented voice actor can do. Uh, yeah, and sometimes you can't even tell. But yeah, I, I sometimes when I we always bring up Wes Johnson, but he's mm. like the ultimate one where it's like a lot of times I don't even know 
it's him in a role yeah. as opposed it's like, Oh, he really was talking to himself. And I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I've gotten better over the years at going, mm, I, that's Wes Johnson again. I yeah, can, no, I can tell. I, I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've played enough games that he's in that I think it's starting to uh-huh. just sink in, but like he's, he's just got such a range. It's, it's really wild. Even like just as a quick Mark Arth, was also in ESO. There was a Mark Arth expansion the last year, right around this time, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the Mark Arth expansion, and he was uh, the old, actually, in the area, um, which was really cool because, honestly, at first, I didn't make the connection. And then it was like, oh, no, that's him. It's like, I see who it is because I knew he was involved and I didn't know who it was at first. And again, it's, uh, it's another, it's his flair on it, but it was like, at first it didn't just sound like, oh yeah, that's obviously Wes Johnson. It's like, oh wait, no, that's, that is Wes Johnson. It's like, all right. So yeah, yeah, it's not always a bad thing to just have very talented voice actors do more than one thing. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So he is voiced by George Coe, who also voices Tolfter, the, uh, in the Mages Guild. Um, and a number of other characters in Skyrim. So, uh, Storm Crag Strider, uh, Calixto Corium, and then a number of other lesser characters. Uh, Nepos the Nose, Nils, uh, Rarik, Runil. Some of these you might or might not remember by name, but a lot of them, if you were to run into them in the game, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, it's this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you might recognize him by, uh, he, he voiced uh, Woodhouse and Pope on Archer, the TV series Archer. Really? Uh-huh. He also uh, voiced in The Legend of Korra, uh, Toza or Taza? I don't remember how to pronounce the name. Um, and then a few other, uh, The Clone Wars. He was uh, T. Watka. Okay, character I'm in still Wars. having a tough time. Really, he was Woodhouse. <laughs> he was Woodhouse. Yep, <laughs> that like yep. blows my mouth. Okay, yep. so he has some other credits in, um, you know, games and uh, like cartoons and things, among other acting roles. But um, that those is are, very cool. Those are from like games and, and shows. Yeah, um, yeah. So that that's interesting. So I, I I love looking into like the voice actors and stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. So that's cool. Um, he has his own tower. That's also an, a really cool thing. But the other the only other thing I really wanted to point out about this character is that he seems like he's particularly old and we don't know his actual age, but a lot of the the details around the character, the things that he refers to and the just kind of the uh, I don't know, the context of the things that he says. Yeah, and he definitely gives references. off an older vibe. He seems like he's very old, even for an Altmer, even for an elf. Yeah. Um, which is also interesting. That's which yeah. is kind of funny that he's after a human, a manish race, uh, you know, a, a red right. guard woman yeah. who appears fairly young. So <laughs> there's also that kind of thing. So he's also a creeper. It's kind of kind of weird when you actually think about it. Like, I mean, elves live a really freaking long time compared to right. the manish races. So. There might be some very distinctly different uh, thing going on there with the age yeah. difference, but yeah, yeah, definitely. who knows? Love is love. Well, that and I was gonna say it doesn't seem. I mean, his 
wonderful poetry aside, it seems like you might not be the most well-versed in that regard. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. For, for all we know, she bumped into him at the market and he's been infatuated with her ever since. Maybe so. Yeah. And there <laughs> is like, one particular line of dialogue where he references having done research, at least done his research for at least two human lifetimes. Yeah. So that gives us at least some sense of like, context and and that's that old from from all that he's done you know in regards to that it's like this type of thing wouldn't happen overnight to begin with and then the two human lifetimes gives context it's like oh he's been at this for a really long time not even just like a reasonably long time right right and then you add on to that that he is clearly a very skilled mage Sure. So does he have any ability to artificially extend his life and like, you know, divith fear? So, well, probably not something quite that extreme as divith fear. Right. But the same idea. He's powerful enough to be the mage to a Jarl. Right. So So you add that into he has been researching Dwemer and Dwemer technology. Yeah. Which, you know, they've got all sorts of stuff that they've been trying to decipher. And then when they do throughout the series, it usually is pretty extreme technological advancements. Again, going back to Divith Fear, who has a lot of connection to stuff like that. Maybe that's where he learned some of his stuff. It's it's hard to tell where some of these like super archaic mages have been around for so long, like why they can extend their life even beyond an extended life. Right, right. And this is one of those things that I, the more we study, like you and I, the more we have these conversations about these things, there are clearly like regular people in the world of Tamriel. There are regular, regular, you know, mannish people, they're regular elvish people who have these like regular lifetimes. But then there are mages in this world who just don't seem to die. Yeah, they're just there. They just yeah they were around in the second age they were around in the third age they were around in the fourth age still They'll why did be they around in the fifth age why do they just keep existing like what yeah. is what did they discover that just keeps them around without turning into a lich or without without some seemingly nefarious means of doing so because it seems like some of them don't have that connection and, and i don't know enough to talk uh well enough about this yet but it seems like there there are some that are powerful enough to have tapped into some means of maintaining life without doing it in i don't know necromantic or terribly i don't know evil ways yeah and Uh, without getting totally off topic, sometimes it starts getting a little, as it was brought up in chat, have we done an episode on Divith fear yet, which we have not, Mm -mm. which I would like Mm -mm. to at one point, because, um, the, the thing about Divith fear, um, it's kind of like a chicken chicken or the egg situation. Whenever I I view a character like Divith fear, Divith fear uh, without getting into a Divith fear thing off, off the scale. Some one. Yeah. This could totally turn into a whole nother episode or four. There's some messed up stuff in Divith fears lore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like really like borderline might need trigger warnings before that episode for, for some people. But the question comes from was some of his ambiguous morality what got him where he was? Or does he have this ambiguous morality because he's been around so long? Right, right. Like, it always makes me curious about that because it's like, what 
what came first was that was that weird i don't have any boundaries what got him to where he was or is it mm-hmm. just been this thing where it's like yeah moralities for people who die in a normal lifespan at this point i'm gonna do whatever i want because i've right. been around so long right and, and does like that, the same thing it, with vampires and if that's the case it does that naturally come from age or does that come through the corruption that he had to go through in order to extend his life exactly right it's, like those are those could be two different things like some right. people just live a longer life and then they just stop caring as much about things because sure they feel like well i've already been here done that things don't really matter as much yep. or there's just the corruption that they've committed to in order to extend their life and that kind of removes could their, that be something yeah exactly their morality. so yeah so yeah there's there's a few different levels to that or they were consumed through corruption in order to to extend their life and right they like gave up a like a part of their soul in order to do so there's that kind of sense of it too where that like they were already corrupt to begin with to be willing to do that yeah so therefore you could just say that like they never had a moral compass <laughs> exactly it's it's hard to tell what what the order of those things are type of deal but in Kelsamo's situation it doesn't really seem to apply but also yeah i don't think Kelsamo has quite reached the age i would assume he's oh, a couple no. hundred years old he's not breaking the thousand gap yeah yeah david fear gets to like four thousand years old yeah um, yeah yeah it's, it's a different league with that <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah, we're talking. I'm, I'm thinking Kelsemo is in like the like mm, two to three hundred years old range. That's, like that's he's in the I like think. Yeah. yeah, he's been around for a while. Years. Right. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah, he's he, you're, you're looking at him and going, okay, Gramps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're great. You're great, a great, Gramps. Great, 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 you know, right. young woman. Like, let's, let's yeah, it seems yeah, a little, it's... seems a little weird, but, right. uh, okay. If you, you guys do your thing, as long as everybody's, you know, consensual about this, front and consensual about it, whatever, you know, yeah. that's your thing. It's your business. You guys deal with it. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Right. Also, she looks like she could totally kick your butt if you ever mistreated her. So we'll just, uh, we'll yeah, just leave it at that. I, I, yeah, I, she, <laughs> get the feeling she's a lot better warrior than he would hope to be. Yeah. He might wake up with an axe in his power. <laughs> yeah. He might wake up with an ax in his head. If ever she <laughs> he laid a finger on her the wrong way. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there we go. Well, I, that's, uh, that's what we got for Kelsama this, this yeah. week. Um, very interesting character. I think that, uh, in a lot of ways, he d- seems like a, like a interesting, cool dude. Uh, aside from the whole being super old dating a young woman but who knows maybe yeah, she's older than wanting she wanting to more than necessarily it even seeming to happen <laughs> right 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 so you know he's got a heart at least he's got a heart and he's you know an interesting guy so we'll give it we'll give him that um but thank you everybody for tuning into the show tonight thank you for being here chat and lotus you have anything cool going on i mean we're getting into december we are are, um things will be getting interesting what with you know the holidays coming up and everything like that um you know i've got my normal i've been trying to uh maintain tales over at tales of tamriel um but the big thing that i actually did want to shout out um because i had mentioned the last several episodes about uh you know the the giveaway i had with the skyrim um metal dragonstone tablet yeah that well 
I did the drawing because it was the first, I believe, yesterday, if you're here on the live show. Um, and the reason I wanted to shout it out, other than thank you, everybody, for all your donations to charity um, that this was draw- drawn from. Uh, but mainly a uh, huge shout out to Brib One, who actually won. Wow. Um, congratulations, yes. Brib. So congrats, Brib. Um, yours is uh, actually... <laughs> en route as of tomorrow because uh the post office was closed before i went to work and after i got home because my hours are longer than the post office (laughs) so that's when you know you're working too hard yeah so as of tomorrow i'll be able to ship out your dragonstone and hopefully it reaches you nice and speedily and you can add it to your collection of cool elder scrolls stuff so big congrats and thank you everybody for all your donations to extra life for this year um the charity team the elder heroes actually um we we as a team could not be happier with how this year went um this year as a team we actually broke fifteen thousand dollars it's the first time we've ever had this team we made it this year so our original goal was five thousand to give you a context for what we're at compared to what we ended at so to everybody in the community who stopped by for any of us, um, the UESP, myself over at Tails, um, you know, all the other people in the community, Grizz and everybody, uh, huge thank you. Um, it's greatly, greatly appreciated and all goes to an awesome cause. So I hope everybody's enjoyed their gifts. I know a couple have been slightly problematic because the post office thumbs down. You guys take too long and lose my stuff. I don't like it, but Aww. the last of the gifts are going out. So. Oh no. Yeah. They're not great. I don't like the post office. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Post office. Yeah. Expensive and unreliable. <laughs> Do better. Do better. But yeah, but uh, that's pretty much it for me. Just, you know, big thank you on that. And um, yeah, shout out to Brib for winning the final giveaway. So congratulations. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys know where my stuff is robotsradio.net for all the different shows and you can check out all of my lore casts. So there's, of course, there's Fallout and Elder Scrolls, and then Witcher Season 2 is just, like, what, two weeks away at this point? Oh, so, my God, I can't wait. Yeah, Witcher Lorecast, we've been talking about predictions for Season 2 and recapping Season 1. Lots of cool stuff coming for that. And then we have the Mass Effect Lorecast and the, what's the other one? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, man, Cyberpunk's been getting a lot of positive news lately with people picking that game up on sale. And there's a bunch of updates coming for that um, in the new year. And during Seems the first, very stable compared to what it months, was, too. From, it's a lot more stable. From, yeah, I've heard that it's generally running as it should be at this point. So, yep. yep. And then uh, they they've talked about the new um, updates for the new gen systems will be coming early next year. So in the first few months of next year. Oh, very cool. Along with some DLC and a bunch of other fun stuff for that. So I got my wife into that. Actually, we picked it. I picked up the game for like ten bucks. On nice. Uh, PlayStation. So she's been playing on on the couch. Uh, cool. Yeah, killing fools and taking all their stuff, filling up a po- <laughs> filling her pockies. She likes to take everything, fill up her pockies. That's what she says. The correct way to do it. I'm filling up my pockies. She, she finds everything. She looks in mm-hmm. every nook and corner, nook and cranny corner. Um, yep. So we got all that stuff going on. I've been putting up Skyrim modding videos on the Robots Radio YouTube. So go check that out. I've been streaming Skyrim every day. So go check that out. And what else do I have? I've got all sorts of fun stuff. I've got my podcasting book, my video game podcasting book on robotsradio.net slash book. 
and it's easy to remember slash book. <laughs> it is pretty it is pretty accurate to what, what it's portraying right? on the nose yeah <laughs> yeah so if you're if you're looking to start a podcast and then there's two different ways that i can help you out you can either read the book or you can join the robots radio rocket club and the book i basically have taken all the things i've learned about starting a bunch of podcasts and turning it into a career and put it into a book to help you out so that's that's a whole bunch of info for you for super cheap and you can have all the info right there and if you want a group of people to learn with and me to help mentor you and a awesome community and network to associate yourself with and even hosting for your show and all that stuff then you can join us on the robots radio rocket club so lots of lots of tools and things for you guys as other podcasters to help you get up and running and get you started as easy as you possibly can i wish i had all these tools when i started i didn't i had to learn the hard way so I've got all that stuff for you guys. So lots of fun things. Be part of the community. We'd love to have you guys join us. And even if you just want to, you know, check out the shows or chat with us on the on the discord. So lots of fun things for you to plug into. But um, we love you guys being here. Thank you so much for being a part of us and part of the community. Thanks for joining us on the live chat. And we'll see you again next time on next week's episode where we're going to talk about more awesome Skyrim characters and all the fun stuff that comes with that. So thanks for being here, Lotus. We'll see you all later. Thanks for having me. Bye, Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at elderscrollslorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESO Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean? to have a voice. And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones and... <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words! He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch movement. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. Told you I had it. Yes. Oh, the creeps going. I love it so much. Right there. Screechy child. <laughs> my favorite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but we're better. Thought maybe you might be able to give me a counter off. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me.
Roll to Cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. You can support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to Cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world. Hello, gentle listener. Every Friday, be sure to tune in. What the hell are you doing, Ampersand? (laughs) Hi, Charlie. I'm sorry I broke in. I thought I was the only one to talk to myself. Well, I'm letting everyone know about the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. It's a 5e live play podcast. Join us every week. Where do we find it, you old crusty coot? Uh, Anywhere you can get all your podcasts. You'll find it every Friday, you stupid cat. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast.